The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate helping others with Reed Davis outside of the San Diego, California area, beautiful part of the country. So, uh, Reed, you are you and I are both authors in this book, The Gap. So isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? International bestseller. And I believe you have, yeah, right under Pantea, you've got uh, top billing here. You've got a chapter in there. Lifestyle medicine is good for all that ails you. Yeah. That was was my chapter. It was fun to write. And um, Pantea, you know, she's just another do-gooder like us that wanted to get a book out there that would help people. Yeah, absolutely. So your jam is, um, is functional medicine, FDN. So, um, FDN, tell me what that means. What does that what does that stand for? Well, the FDN stands for functional diagnostic nutrition. Yeah. And it's just a name I made up back uh, a long time ago, 2007 or so. Um, I had to give what I'd been practicing for all these years a name. So you'd have to go back to the last century when I started in this area uh, in the health field helping people. And, uh, you know, I, I ran thousands of labs on thousands of people and recognized some patterns and I had some good mentorship, but, but what I recognized and identified as the, uh, the most common healing opportunities, what, what people really need to focus on, um, you know, that, that became a pattern and then the protocols became a pattern of what really worked. So it took me 10 years, but, then, then uh, you know, I never called it anything. I I was just a nutritionist working in a wellness center who ran labs. So the nutrition lab guy. And then <laughs> I started, yeah, so I, I had to teach my first class in 2008 
and and uh, what are you going to call it? You know, so that just kind of kind of popped out of my mouth. Functional, very functional, like functional medicine, but we're not doctors really. So so it's functional, but it's diagnostic in nature. But we're not doing medical diagnosis, functional diagnostic, and then nutrition, more like nutrition, of course, but nurturing, you know, and um, and that kind of a philosophy or methodology. So it's functional diagnostic nutrition, and we've been stuck with it ever since. <laughs> right. Now, before when we were chatting before we started recording, uh, you said you ran more tests than any anybody else. Well, that's what the doctors told. Well, you know, uh, I'll just give you a tiny bit of background. I was in environmental law and conservation, kind of saving the planet prior Mm. to prior to the health space. And and I noticed how bad things were and we were doing a good job out there. But but I started focusing more on people. I said, well, what about people? You know, the planet's fine. But but uh, I mean, that's good work. But including myself you know i didn't want anything sneaking up on me so i changed gears and i went and i actually started working with my son's chiropractor who had a wellness center and i wanted to really expand the business and go into some other areas um i did get a certificate in nutritional therapy and all kinds of other certificates while i worked there but but um my claim to fame was that i just ran more labs than anybody I didn't know I was running more labs than anyone, but after about five years of doing that, and I was I was just hungry to get information that would really help people. Um, a lab called me up and said, "Who the hell are you?" So, well, what do you mean? They said, "How many doctors work there?" I, you know, I said, "There's a couple, but I'm the only one running the lab work." They said, "Well, you're running more than famous doctor's name, and he has five doctors working in his office." So how are you doing this? I said, hey, I just I just love what I do, and I'm a pretty good self promoter, and I I get out there and and hustle. I I just really just wanted to help people, so I didn't know that I was doing such a high volume, and but and as I was doing it, I was keeping everything organized and systematic, and I'm I'm pretty good organizer, so so it turned into a system, a methodology, if you will of getting to the healing opportunities sure you'll, you'll love this uh christy because because um you know when you can't diagnose and treat specifics like a physician right it makes you work harder yeah you can't just all oh, label it and here's your prescription you know no, you have to find out what's really wrong with these people and the poor people coming in had seen six eight ten different practitioners yeah and i thought i thought what a ripoff like, how could that happen? You know, personally, I'd never really been to the doctor except for some injuries, sports, motorcycle accidents, and some dental work. So I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know people were frustrated and weren't getting better, you know. So, so again, when I heard from, a from it was just early on, the last person to tell me, I've been to 10 people, I just decided right then and there, Actually, I was out riding my motorcycle one day, and it, it occurred to me that, you know what? Damn it. I'm going to be the last person that they need to see. And I had no clue how. But running the labs became my pattern. That became my thing. And so, again, I recognize these patterns not only in the uh, healing opportunities. Right. 
That's what we say instead of diagnosis, healing opportunity. What's really wrong? And it can be far removed from what you might think, uh, from where the symptoms actually occurring. And then applying the natural principles of healing. There's no getting out a prescription pad in our world. It's what does that person have to do? The diet, the rest, the exercise, the stress reduction. You've heard that word stress before, right? Sure. <laughs> and then, of course, supplementation. That spells dress, D-R-E-S-S. All of those patterns and protocols were worked out over a long period of time. Look at people in the face and explaining to them what their test results really meant. Not just, oh, it's your diagnosis, there's nothing, here's your pill, and don't worry about it. No, what does it mean? What's the anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, and things behind it? And so that's why I call them healing opportunities instead of just um, diagnoses. Yeah, so you went from, and I'm just like wrapping my mind around this, Reed. You went from environmental studies, environmental law, I think you said? Yes. to, To the body. How, like, what what type of study did you have to do to make that happen? You know, that's the funny thing is um, since I was in the corporate world doing this environmental, I was a paralegal, conservation, a lot of cleaning up the planet stuff, recycling, everything like that. Great, yeah. And so as, you know, I remember the corporate world, doing that kind of work um i believed in wellness i just believed that the healthier our employees were yeah that we had 60 locations in in that business wow. I, I grew it from from a small company to to a larger company and um and i just thought wellness was the key i thought boy yeah. if people were well they would be more productive they wouldn't miss time off work and you know i started thinking about wellness and then uh, again, my son was a high school athlete, and I was taking him to the chiropractor like every week, for, you know, to maintain his body. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was talking about to the chiropractor there, the owner of the clinic, about wellness, wellness, wellness. And I said, Sh- shouldn't chiropractic be part of that? And sh- she said, yeah. <laughs> anyway, one thing led to another, and I started studying nutrition. I changed gears. Uh, I had opportunity there to. Uh, go back to school, do the nutrition program. I did many other programs. She said I could work with her client, her patients in between my classes, which is a gift from God. You know, I mean, who gets that? Mm -hmm. And I just flat out fell in love with the clinical side of the practice, you know, working with people and helping them. Sure. And and, and so that's how I got started. But the the main thing, what got me started with what we do now because uh, I didn't want to just sell supplements or just or eat better, you know, and exercise more. Everybody knows about that already. I wanted to find out what was wrong with these people. Yeah. That's, so that's where, the, it, so it was just a, you know, like I just, uh, you know, couldn't stand right. it. They, they weren't getting better and they were frustrated and they were suffering. Uh, and, and going broke, paying for crap that didn't work, pardon me. No, no, you're absolutely right. And so did you go about studying like anatomy and physiology and I don't know, things about the, the body and things like that? Yeah, yeah I, you know, with, with the labs, well, yes, of course, I have certificates in uh, nutrition 
and um, you know PT, like uh, personal training, and and all kinds of things, uh, even in aesthetics, you know, and skincare and that. And, but I would just run labs and then work with the lab scientists. Now these were not doctors for the most part; they're the lab guys. Yeah, so they don't care about diagnosing either. They care about what this means. What is the anatomy, the physiology, biochemistry? And I studied that, a lot of self-study. Now, I was always also going to weekends away, going to all kinds of seminars and, and opportunities like that. You just do that when you're when you're hungry for, for information. I also had a couple of really good mentors who um, just, just thank goodness I had access to the right people. And I would pick their brains clean. You know, yeah. I can remember going out with one doctor uh, for two or three years, like three times a month. I'm taking him out to sushi and we're going over lab test results. And what does this mean? It was so so I learned the hard way, kind of, you know, kind of a kind of blue collar, like um, just by experience and yeah, self-taught some trial and error. But I got better at it than a lot of people, and by the way, that's training that they don't give you in university. The training I got, they don't teach it. You have to be in the trenches learning it by experience. And that's why my course that I teach now is so much fun for the people who go through it. It's it's interesting. Even I've had physicians and all kinds of practitioners, people with doctorate degrees and medical licenses and chiropractors and go through my program and go, Holy crap, that's a whole new way of looking at things. Yeah. From, from the from the naturopathic, you know, from the, the very earthy uh, level of what's really wrong with me. And that's what, what people want to know. Can you tell me what's wrong with me? No one else can. They're right. caught in the cycle of trial and error going from one practitioner, one therapy to another. The latest diet, the latest products, the latest whatever standing on your head with carrots up your nose you know and it, it's just really interesting um i had to know what would really really work and really help and so like where do you start figuring out what's going on with somebody like where do you start with yeah these so I, i'll just i can answer that you you start with the concept that there are multiple causal factors sure. you have to start with it's not one thing the minute a physician uses the i call it the sounds like method you go in you complain to your doctor they go well it sounds like thyroid or it sounds like SIBO or it sounds like irritable bowel disease or it sounds like something then they they run that lab like maybe a thyroid test sounds like thyroid i can tell you what the symptoms are they're very common and actually reliable cluster symptoms that says you are hypothyroid. But as soon as you run that thyroid test, go, oh, I found your problem. You're hypothyroid. Here's your pill. They're treating the paper. They're saying, let's get those numbers in range instead of what's really going on with this person. Because the minute you lay down that diagnosis, you're going to ignore the other eight or ten areas that are probably equally, if not more, dysfunctional. And so that's the what I learned in the office was it's there's no one lab that if you don't look 
So you asked me where to start. You start with that point of view that if you come in the office with those symptoms of hypothyroid or irritable bowel or whatever, right. it is, and then you really talk to the person, get to know, you see that there's really a whole lot of things going on. So here's what I learned, what I can tell you. Looking for the root cause is important, but you're yeah. not going to find one. Sometimes you won't find it at all. That's okay because we still can have an effect on it. But you're going to see a constellation of healing opportunities. And guess what else? They're having an effect upon each other. Right. Yeah. So so how do you measure some of that stuff? You really yeah. can't. So there is no test. There's no one test. That's for darn sure. And there's even with the tests we run, I like to run five labs now on every person. Mm-hmm. So it's a so where do you start? You start with the concept, the methodology that we're going to find as many healing opportunities as can be identified inexpensively. You know, you have to spend some money in lab work and and pay someone to interpret that lab work, but they're going to tell you what's really wrong. They're going to stop that cycle of trial and error. And and after all, how much is your health worth? You know, I mean, you want to go see another five or 10 people and still not figure it out. So I, I learned all of this kind of the hard way. <laughs> But we measure, I'll give you what's in that constellation of healing opportunities. It's hormones, immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production, nervous system. Now, that, by the way, spells hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Hidden is hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system balance. You can throw in oxidative stress. And of course, there's food sensitivities and things, but but they're all they're all either the result of metabolic chaos or a contributor to metabolic chaos. So that's my other coined term, like root cause. Yeah, of course we're going to look, but we're going to find multiple healing opportunities that sort out that metabolic chaos and give you things to do that will handle all of them simultaneously. You can't pick. Oh, I'm going to work on thyroid. Oh, and then a person says, well, I have gas and diarrhea. Oh, that's not me. I'm an endocrinologist. You've got to go see right. a gastroenterologist. And then they they do what they do, which is more maybe one other t- test or two and some more medication. Right. And so, yeah, you got to take a holistic approach, which means systematically step back, look for the entire constellation of healing opportunities, I'll say that till I'm blue in the face and then act on all of it at once with the D-R-E-S-S program. Wow. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've often thought that we have all these different silos in medicine. you got to see the cardiologist. You see the neurologist. You see the pulmonologist. You see all these different people. And when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> yeah. I tell them I'll go see a proctologist because you're never mind. I won't say it. Yeah, but, but, I, but. I get it. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so so we don't fractionate. We you know that whole paradigm of healthcare is called reductionism, and it's yeah. what's wrong with Western medicine is uh, reductionism. One problem, one part, one fix. 
Exactly. I had a client come through my office. He's a psychologist or a psychiatrist and said, it's diagnose, dose, and adios. <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, I get it's it. Funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think that's what's wrong. It's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Okay, sounds like this. Here's this. Here's a here's a prescription. Adios. Diagnose, yeah. Dose. Yeah. And I'll tell you what matches that perfectly is in this long period of time, uh, since I started uh back in the nineties and then till now, I spent twelve years working for a lab part-time as a clinical advisor. I just knew their lab so well inside and out, and I enjoyed teaching. So I had my course, and we're building our tribe and all that stuff. But I spent uh, two mornings a week for 12 years uh, talking to doctors about their lab results. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing the... um, the lack of knowledge in these functional lab work, these functional labs that that we use. And very commonly, uh, I had three or four appointments and I would call them all right on the hour or a half hour. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm going to talk to Dr. So-and-so about these lab results. And the doctor would get on and say, yeah, what should I do? And I'd go, well, who is this person? Oh, I don't know. I don't have her file in front of me. Well, at least tell me. I had the age and the gender. That's all they gave us. And I go, well, what were her complaints when she came? I don't have her file. I don't know. It was like hormonal complaints or something. So that's like a total lack of respect. How am I supposed to tell him what to do when I don't even know who this person is? What they wanted me to do was tell him what agent to use to get the numbers to move up or down. Uh. This is low. Here's what you can use. So it's exactly what you said. Dosage, duration, frequency, and these kind of things. Like put her on this for three months and see how it works. You know, that's that's the paradigm. And I, paradigm. I say, it doesn't work that way. I, I would ask, well, what other labs have you looked at? Is this the only lab you have in this person? Oh, I don't have them in front of you. It's just always like just they wanted. They get a full half hour with me, every one of them. I could teach them something, but they wanted to take five minutes and get back to work, whatever, and just dosage, frequency, duration. Exactly. That is crazy. Uh, but you know that it's there's so much more that goes into it. So, yeah, what is yeah. what are the contributing factors? What are well, the contributing factors? To factors well, lifestyle is important. So we're made up of, you know, we have a genetic potential we have a genetic code it's in every cell tissue organ system and um it'll never change it's why i don't do a lot of genetic testing we do some but there's no before and after you can't change who your parents were so and so it's not the genes it's the epigenetic factors that are influencing right like switching on those genes yeah on or off gene gene expression is is everything so how do you control that lifestyle and how do you know if that's working for you well there are the measurement of certain functions hormone immune digestion you know i told you what they are and that gives those are repeatable reliable biomarkers of before and after along with how you feel of course you know you lose some weight you 
your energy goes up, your libido comes back, your foggy thinking goes away, and you're all of a sudden clearer. And guess what? You're more joyful when you get those things. So your lives improve when you really work on the underlying causes and conditions, regardless of what the symptoms are. So I'll give you an example. So the difference. So this lady comes in. This is years ago, two decades ago. Um, I, when I was figuring out a few things and knowing I was on the right track. So uh, she came in for about her eighth uh, visit for chiropractic and some massage and some nutrition counseling. And I'm walking her back to the treatment room and, and I could tell she was really sad that day. Hey, what's going on? Oh, it's this weight. I'm 40 pounds overweight and I'm miserable. Well, what are we going to do about it? No, there's nothing I could do. She was angry. She mm. said, I, I'm on this medication for the hives and I've been on it for two years. Oh. And it makes me fat. So this 40 pounds. So I was about to say something and she goes, and you know, Reed, I was at the doctor's office the other day and I told him I'm really frustrated with this extra weight and the medication and and the hives you know and all together and and he said according to her lady you can be fat or you can have the hives take your pick and and she said now listen i'm not done yet she said well that's really depressing doctor and he says i'll be happy to write your prescription for antidepressants if you want Oh my gosh. And I'm listening and I'm and now I'm seeing why she's so down. Um <laughs> otherwise otherwise she was a very pleasant person coming in the office getting her treatments and things. And so I said, Well, why didn't you ever find out why you get the hives? And her head snapped <laughs> on so hard, I thought she just cured her chiropractic problem, you know. Like like what? What do you mean? I said, yeah, we could run some tests, maybe find out, maybe find out why you get the hives. Sure. You know, and so within a very short period of time, no more than three weeks, she was off her medication. She was, we found out she had some food sensitivities and some environmental things going on, some some things she could tune up a bit. And uh, she was off her medication and losing weight within three weeks. And she hadn't had a hot shower or worked out to a sweat in two years. Because even on the meds, she got the, you know, the hives would come back. So um, off the off the meds, losing weight, taking hot showers and working out to a sweat in less than a month. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure she was just flabbergasted. She was happy and it made me really happy that I had helped someone and that I, I was on the right track. I have so many stories just like that. Christine. Yeah. Oh, with children, uh, with old people, young people, you know, um, and just running the right investigative, like detective work labs to yeah. find out what's really going on upstream, sometimes far removed. Like like a kid with asthma was just told, here, here's your inhaler. Right. That's, all there is. That's the only thing you can do. Well, we know that when you're 12 and you're on an asthma inhaler, your bones are going to go to hell and and it's you know it's not the solution. So that kid, by the way, happened to be on my football team as a youth football coach. Mm-hmm. And the mom had said, "Hey, can let's just say Bobby can can Bobby not practice on Wednesday but still play in the game on Saturday?" 
And I'm like, no, it's got to learn the plays. We put in new plays every week, and that's why we're champions. We work the kids really hard. Why? Why? Well, because he's really embarrassed to carry his inhaler around. He has... And he has these little asthma attacks. And this kid, by the way, was a good little athlete. You know, I'd seen him uh, for a few weeks performing, and, and I thought he was good. And um, anyway, we ran some tests. And within a very short period of time, I'm thinking two weeks, as I recall, no more asthma. No more asthma attacks. No more symptoms of, of asthma that required the breathing thing. And uh, he went on to be a, a stud high school athlete in two or three different sports you know i was a football coach but but he, and, and the parents still thank me when i run into them in town sure that was 20 years ago that kids probably got kids of his own now now years ago i was having symptoms of, of irritable bowel i was having problems and went to all these different specialists and things this is before i knew what i know now so i was going to all these different specialists and and one of them said well you've got irritable bowel and I said, well, something's irritating it. Well, yeah. we don't know what. It's just something's going on. Here's yeah. your prescription. And uh, so I didn't take that for an answer. found out that I've got some food sensitivities. Oh, yeah. No, the interesting thing about food sensitivities is we don't know if they're really the cause or the effect of True. various uh, dysfunction. You know, And I have a theory on it that's proven out because of lab work. To be mm-hmm. pretty routine and it's really because people you hear people say oh, all disease begins in the gut even hippocrates said that something like that no but it sure circles around there enough that you think it begins in the gut but when you're again this word stress keeps coming up for me because sure. i've run thousands of stress hormone panels thousands yeah and i've been teaching teaching others to do it since 2008 it's it's remarkable how much stress breaks your body down or the result of stress is body breaks down we call it a catabolic condition and it's regulated a lot by cortisol and dhea is a component and other adrenal hormones and sex hormones are involved in that but when you when you're constantly under stress and cortisol is high it'll start to suppress the secretory IgA is just another biomarker. Another thing is easy to test at home. Um, and we see that the immune system, and especially in the gut, starts to break down. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get a dysbiosis. You get an imbalance in good to bad flora. And then that can allow other bigger, bigger batter bugs, I call them, <laughs> to come in. And they habitate and overgrow. And you can get funguses and things, even parasites and stuff. And you end up with maldigestion, malabsorption, because you need that good bacteria to break down food properly. And I can just go on and on and on with the cascade that occurs and leads to hyperpermeability or what they call leaky gut. And now you've got antigens and immune complexes and things getting into the bloodstream in a way that we don't want. They can congest the liver. Now what? Detoxification problems. Liver is just one. It's reflective of the lymph and the colon and the kidneys and your skin. And um, and, and, and it's just you, you just end up with this. It's this cascade and your body doesn't care what kind of stress it is. 
You know about different kinds of stress, right? Yeah, there's good stress and bad stress. Yes, we call it eustress and distress. But the the eustress can come in the form of mental, emotional problems, uh, way of thinking, uh, those kinds of traumas and what have you. Also, the physical trauma, aches and pains. That would be my one thing, is I've been very rough on my body. It's, it's very well used, I like to say, <laughs> by me. And and then there's also the chemical and biochemical stressors. Your body responds to all of them about the same way with protecting. It's it's going to try to adapt and it's going to tr- crank out some hormones and some protective uh, juices. And, and um, eventually, though, you're going to pay the piper and you'll get dysfunction and imbalances, like I said, and it can lead to those digestion, detoxification, energy production problems, leaky gut, autoimmune. And then you could be kind of a wreck. And meanwhile, you're getting bounced around from one doctor to the next, just treating the symptoms. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. 
There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, like, you talked about being a detective, which is, that's totally what it sounds like. You have to put on your de- detective hat, figure out what's going on, get to the bottom of it. Like, <laughs> I love it. You've got your your magnifying glass, your deer stalker hat, and your big mm-hmm. pipe. Um, <laughs> where do you start? What do you start with? You know, the, the, the labs that I run, like I said, I always start with the saliva testing of the hormones. Well, well, the interview, of course, and the onboarding process makes sure that's a reasonable expectation. So I'll, I'll just say that everyone gets uh, an interview. And frankly, we're interviewing the candidate as much as they're interviewing us. You know, we sure. don't let people just pick our brain. It's like, hey, if you want me to help you, mm-hmm. let me ask you a few questions. What's your main complaint? How often does it bother you? How long has that been going on? What have you tried so far that obviously hasn't worked or you would, wouldn't be here? What are, what are motivating factors? How does this ruin your life? We have to make sure people really want to change because they can come snooping around. They really don't want to change. So we have to go through a process of investigation into their mindset that they're really ready to make some changes and be a good candidate. So we don't want to waste their time or their money. Sure. And so, and so we do that. That would be the first place to start is an onboarding session. Hopefully we can agree to work together that your expectations are, uh, let's just say reasonable for a a 90 day trial period. Um, If you're a size 14, you want to be a size two in a month, that's not going to happen and things like that, you know, so we, we don't specialize in weight loss, but I'm just kind of using an example. So that's the first step. Then we would say, okay, we're onboarding you. Uh, we're going to run five labs, the saliva test of all the hormones, including the stress hormones, the sex hormones, melatonin, and your immune system, secretory IgA. We're going to run a urine test for that. We call it the metabolic wellness panel. That's going to be a look at uh, Indican, which is, tells us if you're breaking down absorbing protein well enough. If not, you have a dysbiosis. Also, a couple of the markers in there for liver dysfunction and for oxidative stress. And then, and that's uh, urine, dried urine. So again, the saliva is easy to do at home, not real expensive. The urine test, same thing. Then we use a finger stick, what we call a dried blood spot test for uh, zonulin, diamine oxidase, and histamine. What that means is leaky gut, gut dysfunction. We're going to look at the, the gut real well. So uh, we'll also run, of course, a stool test for pathology. So by the way, so these are all done at home in the convenience of your own house. Uh, when you stay, uh, there's only one thing you have to go in and get a blood draw for. We actually have mobile blood draw companies that go around. Them. Um, you, you do need to submit uh, some blood for your food screening, food sensitivity screening test. And it's a really good one. It's for 170 different foods because everybody has some. And you want to eliminate those for a while while you heal. Maybe reintroduce some of them at another time. But so that's that's where we start. We start with a good interview in five labs. That's our start. Sure. And, and that's because I'm a clinician 
I'm not going to jerk around with, let's just <clears throat> try one lab or try, you know, and when, when I, I'll just finish with this. Um, I used to do it that way, like just, okay, let's run a hormone test. Oh, yeah, look, these imbalances are here. Let's, let's work on that. And, you know, already system that so for more moving along but but you know i've had i had people especially one guy i'll never forget said hey reed why the hell didn't you run all these tests up front why am i just been getting them doled out one every time i see you it's another test another test and i said well i don't know why <laughs> you know just mental you know i just didn't want to burden anyone with having to run five labs at once Sure. And after that, that was the last time I ever, I just changed my my methodology. Right. Be, you just want to see me? We're going to run all five of these. And yeah. that's what I'm teaching since 2008. You got to do all five. It's not going to work. People will go away. They'll be partially happy. You didn't really fix their problem. You you know, you're, you're a good guy and everything. But um, no, they they just will go somewhere else. So. You run five labs and we'll be cooking with gas. Yeah, nice, nice. And you teach people to do this as well. That's what I do. That's what you do. Okay, can you talk a bit about how you got started teaching? Uh, who who comes and yeah. gets this information? I who had, this? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was a, a combination of things, but mostly after almost 10 years of having... I only ran all those labs and learned all this stuff and formed all the patterns and systems just to make us a great clinic. And I was very successful. I had a booming business in practice. Mm -hmm. And But the lab, when the lab guy said to me, um, and it wasn't the first one, you know, kind of who the hell are you? How, do you? how come you're running so many labs? You're our busiest practitioner in the country you should be teaching you should be teaching and then i would be out lecturing and i would have people come up and go this is fantastic but you should be teaching other practitioners not us people you know you got to teach your system to other hey one old lady come up to me and go you should be teaching the doctors <laughs> because they don't do this kind of work you know kind of admonishing me like what are you wasting your time in the library teaching the public? You know, you got to be teaching other press. Anyway, so I thought about it and and I I started putting lessons together. It took me about six months to put together my first class, and uh, it just blew people away. They I I went ahead and did a weekend workshop for nineteen practitioners, and um and it just blew them away. They they go, what? This is amazing. Like you got to share this. So I did another cohort <laughs> of about 40 people because the word starts to get around. And then one of my students in that said, hey, Reed, you should let me put this online for you. I could totally put all this online and we'd have a you'd have an online, but they wouldn't have to fly to San Diego. Right. Get a hotel room. You could just do this all. On. And man, that just opened up. I mean, I'm I'm not a tech guy, but I've had good tech people around me and sure uh, so now it's all online 50 countries we've trained 4,000 people 
That's amazing. I'm so glad that this is getting out there. I really am because I think the medical community needs to know about this. And are our doctors, like the traditional medicine people, are they getting on board with this? Well, yes. And I'll tell you how we navigate that because it's really important to keep in mind that we don't diagnose or treat anything specifically. That requires a, a medical license. Right. The reason medical licenses are, are required is because most of their solutions are pharmaceutical, which can be very dangerous. There are always risks and contraindications and warnings and things like that when it comes to medication. So you have to have a license to diagnose and treat, especially with medication and, of course, surgery, which we don't even oh. want to think about. But no. it's very common. So, so you have to have a license for that. Um, my uh, I have a good friend who's a doctor who says 12 million people a year, 12 million people a year are on the wrong treatment plan in this country. And that 250,000 per year die from medical mistakes. So I want to tell you that we don't want any parts of that business. <laughs> you know, like we, that's not us. And so we work very well with doctors because what they're understanding. Now, I've had some that took my course and gave up their medical license. It's more fun to do what we do. But but mostly their, you know, medical uh, and financial model and such just works in a certain way. And, and there's we're kind of stuck with it. And it's a, not a bad thing because they do a lot of good in the world. They they um, I always say if the downward spiral is really contracted in other words you're dying the observations i make those five labs they're not going to help you right. so that's their their backyard is the contracted downward spiral they can halt and uh, certain diseases in the trapped and give you a chance to do what come into our backyard right start, start doing the hormone balancing the things that again the observations i make I teach my trainees, take time for the body to heal. So if there's time for the body to heal, yeah, you want to look at these healing opportunities. And then you want to apply the principles of healing. You don't have to teach any cells what their job is. They know what their job is, right? There's an intelligence yeah. in the universe and in the solar system and in the earth and in people and in every little cell. It has an intelligence that just wants to be <laughs> happy. <laughs> you know, it uh -huh. wants to function properly. It just it wants to be nurtured. It doesn't want to be interfered with or messed with, like right. all that environmental stuff. So that's our backyard, and they have their backyard. And guess what? Since I teach these health coach practitioners, they're called often enough, doctors are hiring them to work in their offices. Because we're the ones that can teach the lifestyle, all the DRESS, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction. That's really, it's okay to us if it's we're a junior partner for a little while. The doctor says, oh, I have a patient with this, you know, and we're treating them like this. And, and you know, we're, you know, he's saving their life or she, the physician, and, and all that, making sure they don't have some tumor downward spiral that's, that's really contracted. That's good oversight. So, hey, if we're the junior partner in those situations, that's fine. But when they get better, first of all, all they're really getting is kind of a, 
uh, a life vest from the physician to keep them in the game. Yeah. We're the ones that are actually going to have them do all the things that heal the body and get that um, intelligence to be expressed in a, in a good way. So that's, you know, it's like, it works like this. Who cares who gets the credit? You have a happy customer. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. No, that's wonderful. And so people who are, who are learning this training and doing this, um, they're able to order labs. So, so can anybody just order labs like that? Do you have to have a special certification or license? Yes. The answer is yes. Now, there are some labs that are really expensive that only a physician can order. Certain scan, like a CT scanner. I can't order those. Can't get you an MRI and things that are looking for tumors and fractures and, and what have right. you. But the labs I'm talking about are functional labs. And they're not, a lot of them aren't recognized by insurance companies. So doctors would never order them for you because, mm. you know, they're not, doctors are very reticent to ask for cash out of pocket. In fact, they're forbidden from it by certain contracts they might have with insurance companies and, and other parties. And not to mention their licensure and board and, and things like that. So, so they're in a different world. I actually think they're handcuffed. Yeah. Very severely in some case as to what they can actually do for a person. Mm-hmm. They can diagnose, they can treat according to the standard of care and algorithms that, that there's a financial uh, consideration to, like what's paid for by insurance right. and so on. And so that's why, again, a person needs to be in our backyard and play in our sandbox with us and get well and, and healthy and happy. Well, you know, a physician might be monitoring something that could go south real quick because that's the environment we live in. So we just have to accept each other and you do your job. I'll do my job. And we got to get the and we're we're actually much more proficient at getting the client to be compliant. I know that rhymes, but I didn't mean it to. We got to get the compliant come the client to be compliant. And so uh, that's why we call us a health coach practitioner. We're very good at the mo- motivation, uh, positive psychology and sure. active listening and, and things like that. They get people to really get to, you know, how happy they'll be when they overcome this problem instead of being afraid of the changes that they might have to make and things like that. So, yeah, when we're talking about making these lifestyle changes, um, you talked about, you know, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, stress reduction and supplementation, supplementation. Right. So well dress, really easy. dress. That's easy to remember. Right. So what do these lifestyle changes entail exactly? Well, often it, it, the people have to form new habits and they have to become more conscious and and self-aware to to do that because we're all um we're all flying on autopilot we're not really conscious right we're doing everything the same way we did it yesterday yeah and if you do everything the same way you did it yesterday everything then you're going to get the same results you got yesterday yeah. So since that's just the, the again, this is the environment, the the epigenome, which is everything of influencing your your body and mind, uh, is it's a big wild west. 
So it takes a per individual to to kind of put the brakes on that and by self awareness. And there are techniques of of uh, of uh, making more conscious decisions. Well, a big one for me was just learning how to cook. You know, oh, just sure. learning how to cook and prepare food. It's actually fun. Now we're, my wife and I are growing our own food because it's so much fun. We don't want to have to go to the <laughs> grocery store. Yeah, what are you buying? What is this stuff? You know. And so we're at least making our own, um, cook, growing our own vegetables, and um, uh, we order our meat online from very reliable, completely organic sources and things. So just becoming more conscientious and aware. Um, I can I could go on and on. You know, I I just want to tell another really quick story about how yeah, important this to get off autopilot. Yeah. And get onto conscious decision making and, and, and awareness and, and try to stick with it, which does require some habits. But I one of our patients a long time ago was a charter school principal with five schools. So she went to each one Mon Monday to you know, Monday through Friday, five different schools, five days, one day a week at each school, mm -hmm. four days a month for each school. And she started to sit in on parent-teacher conferences where there was some kind of misbehavior. So you got parent, teacher, child, mm -hmm. principal, and the principal was just observing and started to um, ask one question of the youngster who was in trouble, usually boys. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? That's all she asked. And what percentage do you think was like crappy, sugary, colorful, you know, highly uh, processed uh, crap. What percentage do you think? Just oh, think over over eighty, if not a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Great guess. That was that was good. So uh, not half, not three quarters. Right. Hundred percent of these problem kids, and I have sure. this so many stories like that where we ran the right labs. I once had a, uh, that was, so I'm just giving you an example of how the more, because what are parents doing? They're unconsciously just saying that's what they like, that's what you buy, that's what you put on the breakfast table, and it's not a conscious decision. You're being, you know, all the commercialism, even the kid, wham, wham, I want, I want cocoa puffs, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're, and you're not thinking about it, and you're not being responsible, and so that that's the point I wanted to make. But real quickly, I had a lady coming in the office getting really good results with her um, visits and nutrition and, and asked me, Reed, do you work with children? Well, I just told you, I coach youth football. So heck yeah, yeah. I raised four kids. So um, you're like, yeah, you know, why? Oh, they're trying to send my son home if I don't put him on Ritalin. Oh, they want to kick him out of school if I don't get him on drugs, and I don't want to put him on drugs. I said, I don't know if I can help, but let's run some tests. And we food sensitivity, environmental pollutant panels, hair tissue mineral analysis, these kind of things that were telling us, mm. what's going on with the young man? He was only nine, yeah. and we wanted to put him on medication. So uh, within three weeks of getting test results and straighten the young man out a little bit <laughs> and straightening the parents out on how they were part really almost all responsible for this it wasn't some genetic defect um 
the principal of the school tracked me down after three weeks and says, hey, this is a different kid. Um, he's behaving. He's not poking around. He's he's paying attention and his grades are going up like crazy. And he says, what'd you put him on? What'd you put him on? He wanted the dosage and frequency and duration. And he just wanted to know what was, what's the magic pill, you know? I said, well, sir, it's really not that simple. We put him on a good, clean diet. We got him going to bed on time. We got him getting up in the morning, eating healthy. But, you know, and he just wanted to make But that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, being conscientious about you. And, and you said, what what do you do? Um, I'm trying to explain that um, having a coach could be a really good thing. Hire the right coach. Yeah. It's someone who's going to help get to the bottom of what's, what's really ailing you. Um, what are the goals you have? Um, what you're willing to do to to improve, and then holding you accountable and and responsible for it. That that could be a good place to start. Hire an FDN health practitioner. Sure. So yeah, where do you find one? Where do you find these FDN health practitioners? Um, the best thing for right now would be to go to fdntraining.com/radiate. Yeah. So that's a, a URL that we made for you and your audience so that we could yeah. um, see if this resonates with your audience. And, uh, and maybe we could work even more closely together, collaborate on something in the future. So if they went to FDNtraining.com, that's Start our basic training. website. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, if if this is um, that should that should go right where they will. They can tell us if they're a practitioner and maybe you want to do the training or if they're just looking to hire an FDN practitioner. Yeah. Perfect. If it isn't working right now, it will be by the time this is broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm checking it now. Yeah. It'll say, um, uh, first of all, you can get a free dress for health success guidebook. Yeah. If they go there. Um, and, and then tell us where you are in your health journey. Is it you looking to heal others or are you looking to heal yourself? Yeah. And, um, and uh, of course, there's lots of opportunity there. Yeah. And that website is live right now. FDN.com slash radiate. It, it's FDN training. Oh, sorry. FDN training. It will be in the show notes. Yeah. 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 FDN.com slash radiate. In your honor, Christy. Thank you. I do appreciate that, as, read. As one of my co-authors. Absolutely. Again, of The Gap, Simple Steps to Reclaim Your Health and Reverse Most Chronic Diseases. So it's a wonderful book. Thank you so much for breaking it down for us, Reed. I really appreciate it. You're doing amazing stuff. This is not rocket science. This is not rocket science. And it's something that should really be in every physician's toolkit, in my opinion. Thank you for yeah, everything. And, and and they're coming around. You know, they're really seeing health coach, health coach practitioners, FDN practitioners are making such a big impact. Look, doctor, you know, they're they're saying, wow, what, what is this? I better yeah. look into it. Um, we're helping their patients. Their patients are going to those doctors saying, uh, and the doctor's saying, well, hey, you look better. What's going on? <laughs> they might say, under the breath, I know it's not that medication I gave you. <laughs> exactly. But, but um, or they might think it's the medication. And the person could say, no, I hired a health coach. I'm eating better. I'm going to bed on time. 
and uh, getting a good night's sleep and I'm exercising more and I'm reducing stress. And I found out, guess what? I'm sensitive to whatever pineapples, you know, and, and these, and my household cleaning products and my personal care products and stuff around. And so we're teaching them how to live and they're getting great results and they're telling their doctors. So doctors are looking uh, to us too. That is amazing. Keep up the good work, Reed. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sitting down to talk to me today. You too. You do an amazing work and I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.